Hello, and welcome to ROE 17 Pod. My name is Molly Allen, and I'm the Assistant Regional Superintendent of Schools for ROE 17. Today on the pod, our guest is Candace Summers, the Senior Director of Education for the McLean County Museum of History. Welcome, Candace. Thank you. Can you tell us a little bit about your role at the McLean County Museum of History? Well, if you get down to nuts and bolts with a title, I am the lead educator at the museum. Um, I've had lots of different titles over the years, but always in the education department. And so um, our department, there's three of us, and but we all have to know like all the different types of programs we do. And so we serve um, pre-K through 12 and college. We also have adult programming and community events. Um, so I help with a little bit of all of it. I'm also primarily the educator responsible for the Evergreen Cemetery Walk, which is fast and furiously approaching, which a lot of our middle schoolers in McLean County attend each and every year. So I like to say that I get uh, to educate people from birth to when we are well um, wise in our years. (laughs) That's fantastic. Speaking from an educational standpoint for our K-12 families, you do have a lot of great exhibits, but what do you think is a really popular one for families? Oh, so it's not an exhibit, but it's definitely a favorite room at our museum is our hands-on discovery room. Uh, It used to be called the Pioneer Room because it's kind of like, you know, an old homestead where you can go in there and milk a pretend cow. We have some pretend pigs you can feed now. You can carry water. You can plow the field. You can pick eggs from chickens and harvest corn and other veggies and just pretend you can be a kid in this room. Kind of imagine what it might have been like when uh, white settlers first started coming to the area. Kind of immerse yourself. And I mean, it doesn't matter what day of the week it is, what time of day it is, I always see families in there. And when I say kids, I mean kids of all ages. (laughs) Adults, teenagers, everybody loves that room. As far as exhibits go, I'd have to say I see the most families engaging in our Working for a Living exhibit, which um, all of our exhibits are people-centric. We have the people from McLean County's past who tell the stories through the objects that they owned and used in those exhibits. And so in Working for a Living, it's about the jobs that people did, the careers they established, the innovation in labor and medicine and um all the different trades in McLean County. And so you go through and you can see like who these people were that did all these jobs. And there's a really fun interactive in there where you get to create your own avatar and they're based on jobs that people really did. And so you can, you know, make a person who looks like yourself that might've been a worker at Bikes Candy Factory or a worker at the Chicago and Alton Rail Shops. So you can learn a little bit about what those jobs may have entailed, but also have fun where you try to put yourself in that place. What are opportunities to get involved in the museum for local students and families, maybe beyond the standard exhibitions and rooms that you talked about yeah we have a lot of programs and special events that we do throughout the year our most popular that is for students entering um fifth sixth and seventh grades is our futures in history camp that happens every summer it i think this was our 20th year this year so that's pretty exciting and you get to learn about the careers that use the field of history and not just like sitting there 
and doing a PowerPoint or listening to people speak. It's hands-on. So you're doing archaeology with a real archaeologist over at the David Davis Mansion. You're learning about civic and civics and advocacy with um, local lawmakers. This year, um, Cody Hendricks, uh, Bloomington Alderman, and uh, Sharon Chung, our uh, state representative, were at our camp and talked to the kids about what they do in their job and how they can be advocates for something they're passionate in. We went over to uh, Rivian and learned about sustainable energy and how it can be more green and did architecture and art in downtown Bloomington. It's a fully immersive experience that really gives the kids a taste of how you can use history, that history is more than just something in a book that you can actually make a career out of it, like I have as a museum educator. <laughs> What advice would you have for teachers in the area that maybe what resources should they reach out to find at the museum? We have a lot more resources available, especially online, I guess, thanks to the COVID-19 pandemic. <laughs> so when everybody was shut down, museums were too. And one of the things that we prioritized was getting a lot of our resources online. Um, books that teachers once used hard copies in the classroom, we had digitized. There are our local history series based on some past exhibits, one on the Civil War, one on the Great Depression, and one called Presence, Pride, and Passion about African-American local history. And we digitized those, and we started digitizing early city directories, a lot of other publications related to things that teachers are doing in the school, um, uh, like the Civil War or um, Irish immigrant history all these things we wanted to make sure that we could still get to students even when the students are remote. But now we have seen the even larger benefit of digitizing things in our collection and educational resources because we know how hard it can be to get out of the classroom. You know, you get a bus, you have to coordinate, you know, schedules. And so if we can bring more to our teachers in the classroom, we can help you better incorporate local history or even just access to our digital photos or some of our documents. We are the owners of the Panagraph Negative Collection, which in 2012, the Panagraph donated over 3 million photographic negatives from the, the late 1920s through about the early 2000s. Now, we do not have anywhere near that digitized, but we are up to 1956 now. So, and those are all, all that have been digitized are free and readily available on our website through the Illinois State Archives, who are partnering with us to host all of those negatives thousands, tens of thousands of negatives. Now, kind of selective with the pantograph, you know, featured in their newspapers at those times, but still, it's a great way to get a slice of local history by using, you know, the stuff that was happening right in our community that was re reported on in our local papers. Speaking of activities and events, is there anything upcoming that you would like our listeners to keep an eye out for? So like I mentioned a little bit ago, the Evergreen Cemetery Walk is fast approaching. While we are full for the in-person tours at the cemetery, we still have plenty of room for the virtual walk, which we are still um, having. We had a great response from the community and our local schools and older populations that we want to keep that virtual walk going to expand the reach of this event. And so um, teachers purchase a ticket that's good for the entire month of November 
November, and you can watch it in chunks in your classroom, um, share it with students in the classroom, you know, take your time learning and engaging with it. I know it doesn't take the place of our in-person walk because there really is truly something to be said about being there and immersing yourself in the cemetery with the live actors, but um, as a way to um, have students engage with our local history, um, the virtual walk is a great way that we can we can offer that and student teachers can do it at their own pace and their own time in the classroom. Is, does the walk differ every year in terms of content? Yes. So every year we typically do feature seven different people. Usually one of them is a pair, a duet, a lot of times like a husband and wife or two people that work together. Or um, I think once before we had a, you know, mother and a daughter. And so for teachers, the teachers may be the same, but the kids are different. So in theory, you could just do the same people over and over again. But we also have the public tours that, you know, we get a lot of the same people. We have our fans that like to come. And so we do try to tell new stories and so this year we have a lot of really fascinating stories that deal with agriculture local politics and how african americans got involved and fought for rights and equality we also have a man who was very big in the early days of radio from lexington visiting our cemetery we have a teacher from bloomington public schools who'll be sharing how she taught music appreciation for about 40 years of her career and so there's a lot of really great information and a lot of great stories that were shared. And, and all of these past people are on our website. So teachers can always go and access people we featured almost all the way back to the very early years of the walk and see who there was and how they can connect them to what they're doing in the classroom to bring that history to life so that it's not just history happening in a far off place like, oh, this happened in Chicago or this happened in New York. This is what was happening right here in Bloomington Normal during the Great Depression. People who fought in our wars and conflicts, people who helped, you know, found businesses. All of these things were happening right here in Bloomington. And, and we are very happy to help teachers get those resources to even even more enhance what they do in the classroom. That's fantastic. Candace, we really appreciate your time this morning. And we also appreciate all the fantastic programming that is available at our museum because it really is a great place to learn more about our community and the people in our communities and to help our, engage our own students in the world around them. So thank you very much for your time. Thank you for having me. Thank you for joining us for another episode of ROE 17 Pod. To learn more about ROE 17, please visit www.roe17.org or follow us on our social media channels. ROE 17 Pod is produced and edited by Victoria Padilla. We hope that you join us for our next episode.